liberty seekers. Come unto me are not words that were just written by a man that God told him to write. But these words in this chapter of Matthew, chapter number 11, if you have a red letter edition in your Bible, you will see that the, the ones who translated the Word of God have put into red letters the words of Jesus Christ. So what we are saying tonight is that every word in this Bible is the Word of Christ, but they are ones that came out of His mouth while He walked on the face of the earth. And these are some of those words, 11, or verse, in chapter 11, verse 28, 29, and verse number 30. When the Lord said, Come unto me, all of ye that, are labor, that labor and are heaven laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Tonight when I thought of these passages of Scripture from the precious Word of the Lord, I thought how blessed we are to live in a land of liberty. Liberty means freedom. It's exactly what it means. And we live in a free land. Amen. One writer in, in the dictionary that I looked up the word freedom said, it, freedom is the right to do what you want to do, to act like you want to act. That, that's freedom. And everybody in this building tonight basically has that right. You say, but when I'm around my parents, there's some things that I can't do that I want to do. But when you get away from your parents, I'm smart enough to know that if you want to do those things, many times you do them. And whether they're to your good or whether you're to your bad, you know that. But I'm so glad that I live in a land of liberty. And for all of the Americans around you, I want to tell you something, that not all of them lived in a land of liberty. For the forefathers of even many of us lived in lands that were under rule of some government that absolutely forbid them to do certain things in life that were not harmful things, but just because the government did not approve, they were not allowed to do those. And that's why they came to America seeking to find a place and looking for a place where they could find religious liberty and freedom. That's why America was discovered by men who sailed through the ocean to try to brave the waters of life, afraid they would fall off the corner of the ocean because men were told that the world was square. And they said, if you sail so far and you get so far out to sea, you're just going to drop off in a big precipice because it is a square world out there. But men like Christopher Columbus and Amerigo Vespucci's said within themselves, we're going to set sail and see if we can find a land, a country, a place where we can worship God, where we can get away from the tyrannical governments that were underneath. And we're going to try to find that land. Amen. They said that Columbus discovered America. But historians actually say that Amerigo Vespucci's discovered America. I don't care who discovered it. I just thank God that it was discovered. I just thank God that we have a place such as this. That men and women came.
came to America seeking that religious freedom. And just because they did, we live in the great state of Indiana. Amen. In the United States of America. Amen. That someone wrote, America, America. Amen. God shed his grace on thee. And I'm so glad that God did that to America. Amen. But not all have been as fortunate as you and I have. For they have been born in places that are not as developed as this America. Amen. I have talked to foreigners in foreign countries and they have said to me one of these days in their broken English they would say we would love to come to America. We would love to come to that golden land of opportunity. There's such a desire to come. And I've invited them when we're in South America, Joel and I, we invited those South Americans to come to America. Amen. And they said we would love to come to America. But with their monetary system, they do not they are not able to gather together enough money. Amen. Like you and I possibly could to purchase the airline ticket and to buy the passport and all of that to come to America. But thank God I'm here and I thank God that you're here. And I praise the Lord for that. But many, many years ago, amen, outside in New York Harbor, there was a little island that was about 17 acres square. Amen, or rather 27 acres in that little island. And they looked at that island when the settlers came to America. Amen, they called it Gull Island because all that lived on that island in New York Harbor was seagulls. That was their place of habitat. Amen. The early settlers came and they went to that Gull Island and they finally called it Oyster Island because of the rich oyster beds that lay around Ellis Island in New York Harbor. Amen. And that became a very significant spot in history. Amen. And on and on that island began to be developed. There was a fellow named Ellis that bought the island and he bought that island and kept it for several years and finally after after Mr. Ellis died, it was sold to the state of New York. And the city of New York turned around and sold Ellis Island to the government. Amen. The government kept the name of Ellis Island. But Ellis Island became, my friend, a processing station for men and women who lived in countries besides America. For there were those who looked out and said, Preacher, one of these days, we're going to come to America the golden land they call it we want to come there where there's opportunity there were people from all across the world from Poland and England and Africa and Asia that said we want to go to America shipbuilders build ships to haul people by the literal thousands to that little island I want you to understand that there came through Ellis Island through the processing place in there the entranceway to America there were one million people a year that were processed through that, that little island to come into the United States and find the liberty and the freedom that you and I have. It became a salvation spot for many folk, for folks who lived in dire poverty. That my friend came from Jerusalem, that came from all parts of the earth. Amen. Coming to the golden land of America would 
say within themselves, if I can just make it to Ellis Island, the French folks saw what was going on in America and they saw the open armed policy of the United States. And so an artist got together with a sculptor and the same man that designed the Eiffel Tower and they built a statue in France and shipped it to America. It is called the Statue of Liberty. What a monstrous statue that statue is. It weighs 225 tons. I want you to think about that now. Amen. Standing tall. Amen. On top of that statue, in the hand of that statue, there's a torch that burns. And there's an inscription that the French put on that statue. Realizing America, my friend, was the capital of the idea of peace and of tolerance and of harmony. The world don't like the sound of that. But I'm telling you, my friend, people came seeking peace and they came seeking tolerance and they came seeking harmony to the United States of America. Hey man, the French made this beautiful statue, shipped it to America. There were opposition in America that said, listen, let's don't put that statue up here. Hey man, we don't want to put that thing up. But someone said, listen man, this represents what we stand for. And the torch is being held high. It's the opening gate of the world, if you please. And so inscribed on the Statue of Liberty were these words. It said, give me your tired and your poor and your huddled masses learning to breathe free. Amen. The retching refuse of their teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, the tempest tossed to me. I lift up my lamp beside the golden door. Written there on that Statue of Liberty. Amen. So the millions and millions, 17 million people, 17 million foreigners were processed through Ellis Island in 1954. They closed it down. Amen. It's not used as a process station anymore. But I want you to stop and think, friend. What about all those forefathers that came to America and they look back and they see that little island standing out there in the harbor. It represents freedom for them. Amen. But that was a natural type of freedom. I want you to understand my friend. Amen. That you and I came to this world. Amen. We were born in sin and shaping in iniquity. Whether you understand it or not, we were foreigners in this land that God had made. You and I did not have any freedom. We were bound to the chains of hell from the time that we were born into this life. Amen. The Bible said we were born in sin. I'm going to tell you sin is a chain. Sin is a hindrance. Sin is something that will hold you back. Sin is not liberty. Sin, my friend, is a binding acquisition of hell that's upon every one of us. And so I realize that these people, amen, that looked at that island and looked at that statue. Can you imagine the ships sailing into the harbor? Can you imagine folks who have never been to America 
Can you imagine the elation after days and days in old rickety vessels sailing across a storm-tossed sea? Amen. The sickness and dysentery. Amen. Taking its toll on thousands of men. They say when they came to United States, amen, that they left every possession behind. Brother Pratt, they left family. They left friend. But there was a driving desire to get to the city. Amen. Which was the golden gate of the world. And they said, we've got to get there. I want you to imagine the feeling they had when they stood on the bow of that ship or looked out of the cargo hold and climbed the stairs and saw that, that, that Statue of Liberty far off in the small distance. They could see it standing there with torch raised high. Can you imagine the feeling they had? Hey man, as those folks from those foreign countries said within their heart, We've almost made it. For the first time in my life, I want to taste what freedom is like. For the first time in my life, I'm going to have liberty. I cannot speak the language of America. I know not the trades of America. I just brought with me what I had. I left everything else behind. And America will have to set me like I am. And they came steaming into that harbor, my friend, wretched and cold and miserable, amen, lonely and distraught, but all the feeling of elation they had, realizing they were coming to America, amen, what I have described to you tonight is how I felt, my friend, when I came to an old-fashioned order of prayer, that's exactly how I felt, amen, if it had not been for the flame burning in the old rugged cross, if it had not been for the power and the promise of Jesus Christ, if it had not appeared that somebody had sung about the golden shore and put a desire inside of me to go there, I wouldn't be in this church tonight. But somebody said, hey boy, you can have liberty. You can have freedom in your life. My God, we are blessed in this country. Oh Lord, we're blessed. How blessed we are. Oh more. Amen. And I thought the strange thing, amen, what that statue in Ellis Island represented to those folks. But somebody said, oh, it was an ideal spot, Brother Willis. It was an ideal place. Do you know when they unveiled the Statue of Liberty, they did not invite one woman to come and see that statue unveiled because of the political rights of women then were so sequestered that they would not allow the women to come and see the unveiling of that Statue of Liberty for they did not want them to find the freedom. Hey man, they wanted to tie their apron and strings and keep them right there under their thumb. But thanks be to God. Amen. Jesus said, if I be lifted up. I like what he said tonight. He said, if I be lifted up. Amen. I'm going to draw all men unto me. And that did not mean just being my friend in the masculine sense. But he meant I'm going to draw all creation unto me. If anybody ought to have the inscription, bring your huddle masses. Bring them from your teeming shore. Amen. It ought to be on Calvary. It ought to be written on the cross. It ought to be there for Jesus Christ to say to humanity, come on, I'm going to show you what freedom really is. Amen. We sing a little song that says, you've never really lived 
until you've known the Lord. Amen. You've never really lived. Praise God. And so this, this strange island that 17 million Americans, amen, or, or people came through that were processed into the land of freedom. We wonder why people speak diverse languages like in New York and California. Every place there is a seaport. There are people coming to America. They say that there are more illegal aliens in America. Hey man, friend, than you can shake a stick at. Why? Because they're not coming to America, my friend. Because it's a place of, of debauchery and because it's a place, my friend, of sequesterness. But they're coming to America because where else in the world can you come and feel the liberty here? Where else in the world can you go to McDonald's on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? Where else in the world, my friend, can you go to Kmart, Walmart, hey man, catch the blue light special? Hey man, where else in the world can you go to eat at a steakhouse or Ponderosa? Hey man, or the Golden Corral? Where else in the world can you buy clothing any time of day or night? Where else in the world, my friend, can you get in a car and drive anywhere you want to, unmolested as long as you obey the law? Nowhere but in the United States. But where else in this world, my friend, can you find true freedom and true love and true power and true glory except in the church? Where else, my friend, can you find something that'll last for eternity? This is where the liberty's at. I'm telling you tonight, this is where the liberty's at. Glory be to God. Amen. I cannot help believe that the old France people, that that Frenchman, when he thought about building the Statue of Liberty, amen, did not have in mind some spiritual being. Amen. That was bidding to lost humanity and bidding to people everywhere. I can't help my friend that he wasn't thinking about the teeming masses of our world. That he couldn't, my friend, think about our young people and our mothers and our fathers and our brothers and our sisters. Hey man, no, no. He couldn't have built a, a, a bust of Jesus Christ and put that there in New York Harbor. Hey man, that old boy couldn't have done that. They would have never accepted that. So he built something that everyone could recognize. There is something about a woman figure, which is a motherly figure. But oh, I'm telling you tonight, hey man, it's not my friend, my mother, that thrills me, but it's my father that thrills me. For I've found out since living for God, the mother has become my church and God has become my father. Hey man, he takes care of me. He said, if you be carnal, my friend, know how to give your children good gifts, how much more so does your heavenly father know how to give you good gifts? He has given me absolute liberty. Are you a freedom seeker? Yes, I am. Are you looking for liberty? Yes, I am. The Bible said this, where the spirit of the Lord is, what is there? Is there bondage? No, sir. What is it, church, where the spirit of the Lord is? The Bible said there is liberty. My God, we don't have to be like the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Probably over our doors, it wouldn't be a bad idea, amen, to put, give me, you're tired and you're poor, you're huddled in masses yearning to breathe free, 
Wouldn't be a bad idea to put out there the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless and the tempest toss. Amen. And I lift up my lamp beside the golden door. It wouldn't be a bad idea to bid to the world like that. Because if anybody's got something to offer the world that will set them free and give them a breath of fresh air and give them hope and give them love and give them mercy, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is that very thing. Young man, the God world will not satisfy. Amen. That's bondage. That's not freedom. But all freedom is when you can worship God and feel the unction of the Holy One of Israel. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus spoke it so aptly when he said, Come unto me. Come unto me. That's what America was crying back in the 1800s. Amen. When they set up that, that Statue of Liberty back in the 1800s, they were crying to the world, Come unto me. Amen. And October 20, I believe it was 23rd or 28th in 1896, 86 rather, they brought that, that statue in and it arrived in America. Amen. It was a symbol to many a heart as it gladdened the heart of many a foreigner. They could not understand the English language. They couldn't understand all the strange customs of America. But one thing they recognized was that statue standing there on Ellis Island. And when they climbed off the ship in the harbor and looked at the masses of that, of that statue, all 225 tons of her standing there, amen, perched as lighting the gate of the world. Amen, they were thrilled beyond measure. I want to tell you something. When I came to God, I didn't understand the ways of the Lord. Brother Pratt, I wasn't schooled in the gospel. Amen. But I'm telling you, I didn't understand a lot of that. I didn't understand the shouting and the dancing and the praising the Lord. But one thing I did recognize and one thing I did go feel is when I felt that outstretched hand of God and he beckoned to me and he said, come unto me all of ye that are weak and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. And that's exactly what I did and I found the liberty of God in an apostolic church many, many, many years ago. Freedom came to me. We sing a little song that said, God save me. Why should I be bound? God save me. Why should I be bound? Amen. Many of those folks that got off of those ships on Ellis Island, amen, migrated throughout New York through the, through the coastal area. And, and still today, you can go into those cities of Boston and all those cities up the East Coast. you hear their language is different than ours. But they brought with them skills and they brought with them from their country, amen, the ability in this America, there wasn't too many cobblers until the foreigners came and they began to make the shoes. Amen. Do you realize how much junk we'd have sitting around if the Jewish people had never climbed off the boat? Amen. But them folks have started picking up our junk and made themselves millionaires. 
because they felt the freedom to do that. When you get in the church, there is a freedom in the church that you can make yourself a Holy Ghost millionaire. Hey Amen. You can talk to God any time you want to. You can worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Remember now, the writer said back in the book of Proverbs, he said the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Is that not what he said? Hey Amen. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Listen to me now. Hey Amen. And the righteous runneth into it. Amen. Like the Statue of Liberty stands in the harbor. Amen. The cross of Jesus Christ is casting a shadow across the world. Amen. Thank God if I can tell you tonight what you need to do is rush into the shadow of the cross and fall prostrate at the feet of God and say, God, I am a liberty seeker. I'm trying to find what it takes to set me free. We have people that we have baptized that they have started to seek liberty. But they've never really made their mind up that liberty is what they want. And they're still bound with the habits of society. I did not have time or resources. I tried to find some testimonies of folks who had came to America. What they had come from and then what they had came to. I can tell you tonight where I came from. But I don't want to tell you that as much as where I come to. Glory be to God. I can tell you where I came from, but that's not a beautiful story. I can tell you where I was headed, but that's not a beautiful story. But the beautiful story is that when I started seeking liberty and liberty started seeking me, but I came to an old-fashioned altar of prayer and I poured my heart out before God. Amen. And said, God, I don't want to be bound anymore. I don't want to be bound anymore. Abraham Lincoln was president of the United States. Amen. He was raised with all the atrocities that was around him as far as slavery. He knew what it was to buy and sell another man. He was acquainted with that. For they'd done that a lot in the deep south. And and it, it was a trade where men would sell human beings. And some of those southern men who owned the plantation, some were good to their slaves, but others were not good to them at all. They used them in, 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 in just vicious ways and would beat them and, and treated them inhumane. Amen. A lot of the southern people today, religious people will actually tell you when you mention a black person, they'll snarl their nose up as if they are a dog. But I'm telling you what Abe Lincoln said, listen, I can't have that. Amen. If somebody would sit down and draw me up a bill, if somebody would sit down and draw me up some liberty and some freedom, I'd sign off on that. Amen. And I'd set every black man free in America. I would give them liberty. Amen. Somebody sat down and all of those men and they begin to write up a proclamation. Amen. And the history tells us it's called the Emancipation Proclamation. Amen. And the president sat down with quill in hand. He didn't have a Parker T-ball charter or a cross pin, but he sat down with quill and he quail and he dipped that old pin down in that equal and he used that old quill and he signed his name 
name on that when he signed his name on the emancipation proclamation amen and man began to be set free there was a shout across America and men no longer made my friend could legally be bought or sold and treated like dogs or slaves they were free men thank God tonight I believe there's been a spiritual emancipation proclamation signed for everybody in this building we're free men tonight amen if I can say that we're free men we can worship God if we want to there's an Ellis Island for you my friend but it's not an island of 28 acres amen in New York Bay but it's right here in the house of God hallelujah Jesus said come unto me all of you that are weak and heaven laden and I'll give you rest come on amen it's a bidding call come on he said to every young person every mother every father come on amen come on come on to me and, and, and I'll give you rest I remember when I was at school when I was a boy amen the reason I dressed like I did and the reason I talk like I did and the reason I live like I did amen was simply because the peer pressure around me I didn't want to be a misfit in my society amen so I pegged my pants as tight as that old singer sewing machine would peg them an old treadle sewing machine amen it would take me about 10 minutes to pull my pants over my feet amen I pegged them that tight wear my white buck shoes it was all dressed like that that's what's happened in our society today amen the world feels like they've got to fit in why because they're still in bondage amen that's why they look like they do and dress like they do and walk like they do and talk like they do but I'm telling you there's freedom hallelujah there's a spiritual Island. hallelujah there's a statue of liberty amen and that liberty is Jesus Christ with outstretched arms and saying come on come on come on come on I want to give you something that you can shout about glory be to God the little immigrant child probably looked at its mom and dad and said what are we going to do now we're here it's a strange country mom and it's a strange land and they probably said to that little child just wait till you see our brand new home wait till you see Remember how we lived in the mud huts back there in that foreign country? In the old country? Not anymore. We are in America. The golden land. Church, you remember how you lived in sin? You're not in sin anymore. You're in God's country. Headed for a golden land. Hallelujah. They dipped John the Revelator in boiling oil and banished him to an Isle of Patmos to die. Put him out there and thought he's a goner. His skin was bubbled up. Blisters raised. The sun scorched him. They threw him on the deserted beaches of Patmos. But John caught a glimpse of something there that I caught a glimpse of a long time ago. God give John a glimpse of his brand new home. And someone made this statement that they said, John said it wasn't so hard to die when you could see your home. And out of all the apostles, John was the only one that died a natural death. 
The oil didn't kill him. But that new home thrilled him. I'm telling you, I want that liberty. Can you imagine what these people had to go through to get to America? They wasn't sailing on the Queen Mary, friend. Felt like if we could just get to freedom and liberty. If you can just get to God tonight. Hear me. If you can just get to God tonight. If you can get to where Jesus is. Something's going to thrill you beyond measure. Good God Almighty. I never will forget a man give his testimony. But the Tietrich said he came home so drunk. To deal with his heart. He said, if you could only see where I came from. Oh, you can see where I'm going to now. There's an Ellis Island in every God-believing church. There's one here tonight. How many have the altars of God processed since the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost? How many souls have come seeking that God is filled with the Spirit? For one day on Pentecost, there were 3,000 souls added one time. One day to the church. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find. It sounds to me like we're looking. And ye shall find rest for your souls. But wait a minute now. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. What you're carrying will kill you. What he'll give you to carry will save you. Some musicians come tonight, I'm closer. I'm not so sure that the words on Ellis Island should not have been written in red. I'm not so sure that those words should not be preached in every church, at every altar call, at every, every gathering where it says, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Teeming means abounding, crowded. Let me tell you something. The world of sin's crowded. And I say to a crowded world, come on. Come on. Send these. Send the homeless. Send the tempest-tossed. Those that are going through mental anguish. Those that don't know which way to go. Send them to me. I will lift up my lamp beside the golden shore. Are you a liberty seeker tonight? Or are you satisfied being bound by the wages of sin? 
He said, Brother Willis, I'm not bound. If you're not bound, then why can't you quit smoking? If you're bound, then how come you can't quit cussing? If you're not bound, then how come you can't stop doing wrong? Oh, I can quit any time. Then why don't you? Because you can't. You're in chains. Why can't you do right? Because you're in chains. You're still on the foreign shore. You're not home yet. You're still in the old country. You need to come through that golden gate of opportunity. That golden land of God. But I don't know whether that's what I want to do or not. Then I suggest if you don't want to come to liberty, you don't want to come to freedom, then go on out and have yourself a big time. Go on out there and become a drug addict. Go on out there and become a drunk. Go on out there and become a liar. Just go on because that's all the good time you're going to have. Because waiting for you is still the foreign land. And she's enlarged herself. The Bible said, and hell has enlarged itself. And that without measure. But oh, I think it's cute, preacher. I can say a dirty word. Go ahead and say it. Get your thrill out of it. Because that's all the thrill you're going to get. Because there's no thrill in hell. Them folks that left the old country said, we don't want to go back there and live. But we found freedom like we've never had it before here. Amen. Passing through the Ellis Island and coming to America. Now, do you want to stay where you are? you want to live in the old country? Would you rather come to the spiritual America, to the church, come to God where you can find life and find that life more abundant? The Bible said for every sin, every cuss word, every lie, every vulgar remark, every ungodly area in your life, every sin is going to receive a just recompense of reward. You might be having a blast, but you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. You're going to be like the rich man. The Bible said in hell, he lifted up his eyes. Being in torment. And he said, Father Abraham, would you send Lazarus down here that he could dip his finger in some water and cool my tongue, for I'm tormented in this place. Father Abraham said, listen, I can't come to you and you can't come to me. There's a great gulf fixed here. Remember that in your life you received all those things you wanted. You had yourself a merry old time. What you thought was fun, you just had, you just, but now you're going to have to pay your bill. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. But old Lazarus, thank God, he went from the old country. He found him in the old island. He talked him to his way by bringing him into a new land, the golden land, because he was ready to receive the mercy of God.